I'm here in the suburbs, surrounded by split levels and nice big lawns. It sounds like this. I got the last of my stuff out of my old house in the city and handed over the keys. Someone else lives there now. So it's real. I live here now. The truth is, I'm having kind of a hard time. It isn't exactly simple being here so far. But let's start with the good part. I haven't a hold from this day forward. In sickness and in health. The wedding was great. For better, for worse. To love and to cherish. And now I'm married to this dashing fellow. Richard Papora. Till death do us part. And my daughter is doing great at her new school. So you're a big fifth grader now. How's it going? It's awesome. I know and talk with and play with every girl in my class. Every girl in your class? At least okay. eight. That's okay. And like half the boys. How many new friends would you say you've made? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least ten. In the mornings, we walk to school together. Okay, backpack, let's go. It's a great time to talk about things. Can you actually grow potatoes in poop? Sure. There's no gravity. It's quiet, except for the occasional car or crow. Well, there's gravity on Mars. How strong. When we get close to the school, we see other parents walking their kids, too. I've started saying hi to the other regulars on our route. Good morning. It's a start. Bye, honey. Have a great day. Love you. Then I walk home. And I come inside this house and close the door. And it sounds like this. I sit here at my desk, in my little office, and work on this podcast. And it's weird, because nobody around here knows. Nobody in the split levels up and down this block. None of the families walking alongside us to school. None of my daughter's ten new best friends, or their parents, has a clue. In the neighborhood that we just left, pretty much everyone knew. I'll never forget the afternoon when I walked up and down the block and knocked on each neighbor's door to tell them that the little boy up the street was actually a girl. There was no hiding this from them. They all remembered when I brought my baby boy home from the hospital. Most of them were really great about it, too. But they already knew us. Nobody here knows us. Nobody knows our secret. So there's this tension under my skin, this anxious hum in the background all the time, as I wonder, what will things look like if and when they do? I've been trying really hard to be a good new neighbor. My daughter and I even baked for the neighbors. 
walking up and down the block with paper plates of chocolate chip cookies, knocking on doors and introducing ourselves. The people next door really appreciated it, and the mom was super friendly. She said we should have coffee soon, get the girls together. Hers are a little younger, about five and seven years old. Not long after, I find myself standing with this nice mom in their kitchen, while our three girls are outside jumping on their trampoline, and she starts telling me about the homeschooling curriculum she's following with her daughters, and that it's scripture-based. She shows me the books they're using, and explains that it's a well-established organization whose curriculum is used all over the country by Christian homeschoolers. I look it up on my phone, and my heart slumps. This is not a party we'd be invited to. A couple days later, I get a text from the mom, jam-packed with smiley face emojis, saying we should get together soon. I have no idea how to reply, so I don't. I wonder how many times I can say no to coffee dates and play dates before it becomes rude and hurts her feelings. But at least I wouldn't have to worry about her finding out and rejecting us, possibly freaking out that her young children had been playing with mine, and even worse, telling all the other neighbors, or calling CPS to report us. That does sometimes happen to families like ours. Not often, but it's really hard not to think through worst-case scenarios. And then, like a little miracle, I get an email out of the blue from another mom. She writes that she lives in the Deep South, in the Bible Belt, and that recently she's been questioning what her church has taught her about LGBT people. She has two daughters nearly the same age as mine, and she writes that she would love for our kids to be friends if we didn't live so far away. She says if we were neighbors, she would bring us cookies. I'm not great at asking for help, but I didn't really have anyone else to ask. So I wrote her back. Dear friend, your email gives me a lot of hope and I really need it right now. I actually just learned that our next-door neighbors are homeschooling their young children in a scripture-based program that is very anti-LGBT. I like these people and had hoped to be friends. And now I'm scared of them and of the power they have to hurt us. If I continue to let her daughters play with mine and don't tell her, she may react very badly down the line. If I tell her, she may react badly and tell everyone. I do not want to judge her or reject her for her faith, but I have no idea how to handle this. I apologize for laying this at your feet, but your email was so kind, and I thought you might have some perspectives for me on this. 
Thank you. Love, Marlowe. An email came back from the Bible Belt. A long and thoughtful one, full of encouragement and highly practical advice. Questions to consider that would never have occurred to me. Did the mom next door allow her kids to read Harry Potter? Was she okay with the musical Hamilton? Did she have any friends who were non-believers? This mom knew things I needed to know. I wrote back and asked if we could talk. She agreed, as long as we didn't use any real names or specific locations. Does she know that you're not a Christian? You know, it didn't come up, but we did. I asked where they went to church because I knew they, you know, I'd seen them leaving on Sundays and they mentioned they were going to church. And then I didn't offer up anything about me going to church and she didn't ask. So in this community, it's sort of like here, the default would probably be not going or maybe. Right, right, right. It's the complete opposite here. Yeah. <laughs> complete. Op- if you don't go to church, it's like, oh, my gosh, that person. Really? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, definitely. Do you have, would you say pretty much all your friends are Christian? Um, yeah. I Well, at this point, um, yes. And actually, the other day, I was like, Jesus, I really want a friend who's who's different than me you know who's even a democrat i mean it's just i mean i don't i don't know if i have a friend who's a christian does that seem wild to you um yeah i mean it's just that's funny isn't it it's just we kind of you know we're around people we're comfortable with yeah yeah i mean even hearing your story and how you're like you're like i don't know i'm kind of afraid of christians you know i mean yeah if I were you, I'd be afraid of Christians too. Absolutely. Like really? it's yes. Yes. Cause I, I think that we, especially as Christians, we we're so closed off sometimes from, from different kinds of people and we don't step out of the box ever. You know, it's just like, we're in our little box and our little Christian bubble and we have our Christian friends and, you know, and just, it's almost like, you know, I've, from my own experience, just being almost like afraid of being friends with people who are different than myself. And do you know what you were afraid of? I, I just had this, um, this idea that, uh, I would like fall away from the faith if I, you know, like we lived abroad for a while and we met, uh, we had this really good, um, couple friend and they were Christians, but they lived in Europe. And their viewpoints were different than ours politically. And they actually said, um, <laughs> I remember this, they said, gosh, like Americans and their guns, it's so weird. And I was going, what? You know, and because for me, I, ident- I identified as a Christian. And because I was Christian, I de- identified as Republican. So that was like the beginning of my <laughs> questioning, kind of going, wait a minute, they're Christian. And, and so then I... I think the next thing for me was refugees. Oh my gosh. I would just, when that issue came up and, and, and before I knew what side of the aisle it was on, I was going, obviously this is, we need to take care of refugees. This is biblical, <laughs> you know, how can anybody not see that? And, and I was going, wait a minute, you know, maybe this isn't, you know, maybe being Christian and being Republican don't go hand in hand all the time. 
So it sounds like you, it was all, all of a piece, like that if you didn't adopt certain political beliefs and also maybe certain views about LGBT people, that that actually would threaten the whole, your, your whole faith and your whole, like belonging to this, to this community. Yeah. That would be scary. You know, all my friends believed a certain way. And even still, I'm like, I'm afraid to tell people my political leanings because I'm afraid of what they're going to think about me, (laughs) you know? Um, Would most of your friends, I mean, would they, would they let their kid play with a transgender kid? Do you think? I mean, I mean, I, my, I would, I would let my kids, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing uh, the answer it, is no. I mean, I, I think maybe it's no, but I, but I also think that it stems from just being ignorant about about it all. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope that in the future that Christians could truly love people without judgment. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not our place to judge. It just simply isn't. It's God's place to judge and. You know, it's our place to love people. So how did you change your mind? I mean, how is it you're talking to me now and that you're okay with your daughter's playing with mine? I have, I have one, um, we know one gay couple. And actually they came and stayed with us once um, and this was before we knew they were gay. And I had a conversation with him, with one of the guys, and he was just telling me his story. And it, it seriously just changed my mind. <laughs> changed my mind. So I, meeting it, just one gay couple? One, one, that did it? Just meeting one, one gay couple, having one conversation, sitting down and listening to someone's story and their heart and like, how long they they tried they were a christian and how long they were they tried to change and he's like i i couldn't change this is who i am you know and just hearing that from his heart and i'm going oh my gosh like i've been so close-minded i mean i have a good friend here and she actually brought up the subject of of transgender and she was saying that she was reading this book about a mom of a transgender child and immediately back then, this was like, seriously, this was not that long ago. And I was going, oh, that's crazy. I didn't even really understand transgender. Like literally like the definition of transgender. I don't even think I like, you know, it's just a whole different world. And I didn't know anybody in that world. So I started listening to your podcast and probably, I think it was back in May. And I kind of just binged it. And uh, it was so amazing how quick my mind completely changed. Really? Yes. Just hearing your heart and just how, I mean, being a mom, you, the mother's heart of just like, you want to protect and do everything for your kids and give them the best. And, you know, you don't ever want them hurt. And I mean, I, I felt like I just wanted to give you a hug after listening to that. It was so helpful getting your email with advice about my next door neighbor. And I'm wondering, like, well, I'd just love to talk with you more about that. Um, yeah. Like, you wrote that there might be some specific things to look out for in terms of gauging whether or not they would be open to us. I mean, I, I would kind of gauge, like, how open-minded she is. I mean, I had a friend who who wouldn't even let her kids ever watch Disney. 
Disney stuff. I mean, it was super, super conservative. Yeah, because of magic. And I mean, I a lot, seriously, like there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of my Christian friends who won't even let their kids play with kids who are not Christian or from a Christian family. So, I mean, the fact that your kids are playing together. You think that's a good sign? Yeah. I mean, of course, there are Christians who would support us. My own grandmother was a devoted Christian, and she completely embraced my daughter without hesitating. And um, Yeah. But I also keep running into this wall of this argument against us that is almost always made under the banner of someone's Christian beliefs. Yeah. And I'm just trying to understand that and figure out who's who, you know? Definitely. But what I would do, I, I would just, honestly, I would just kind of feel them out and just, you know, I think building relationships and then, you know, bringing up topics and just gently, you know, introducing it. Like drop some hints or, I mean, how, can you give me an example right. of how, what, like what that oh. might. Oh gosh, it's just so. I guess, I guess, you know, first off, I would probably um, just see where they even stand um, politically. I know it's kind of weird to bring up politics sometimes, but. Um, so if they're Republican or they vote just, Trump, maybe. Or if they cross the aisle on some things, you know, I feel like that is kind of an indication of somebody who is more of a free thinker. <laughs> okay. Who, who, isn't, who isn't just in one camp and, and stays in that one camp and never, like, thinks about other issues. I, you know, if you build this relationship with your neighbor, I think that it'll come, you know. She'll get to know you. She'll, you know, and that's, I think that's where, that's where people change minds is, is based on, you know, strong relationships. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> I mean, I think... Once we get to know people, it's really hard to to put them in a category and reject them. Yes, yes, yes. Honestly, I would just just build a friendship and you know, see what comes up and if later on like she decides that like if you share your story later on and she's she doesn't accept that, then then you know, she's that's sad, but <laughs> you know that's that's what it is. I would I would hope though, and I think this is more likely the outcome that you'll build a relationship, and even if she has a different viewpoint right now, that she'll hear your story and she'll change her mind. I I really hope that that's the case, and I um, I'll pray that that's the case. <laughs> um, Um, it's really hard it's hard to even wrap my head around the idea that there's something that could divide you and me you know basically and something I can't control like I, I, I really hate conflict I really hate I mean I'm just really uncomfortable with it I'm always trying to find the common ground I was, I'm the middle child in my family and I you know I almost probably should be more I need to be probably more comfortable with conflict because sometimes you need to to stand up and sort of take a stand and that's what my daughter has forced me to do is I have to say no there are certain views that 
I have to disagree with openly and people that I have to say, no, that's wrong. There really isn't a middle ground here because the middle ground means that my daughter doesn't have a life, you know? And, um, yeah, it's just really painful to me. I, I, what am I trying to say? Our conversation gives me a lot of hope and I guess I, I keep thinking about all those like all the other people in you know in the perhaps in your church and in your community and um, I guess I'm wondering like do you think there's hope that they'll come around like for me I'm trying my best to, to love as best as I can and I think that that's probably the story for most Christians is that they're trying to love as best they can because that's what they're called to do. And I think that it's just coming off wrong. <laughs> For most people, it's coming off way wrong. Um, and yeah, but I think, I think most people have good intentions, but it's just that they're, you know, they're just misinformed. You know, I've just kind of had this in the last year or so coming to this terms of like you know of changing my mind on this stuff and I feel like um looking back I'm going I was not loving people like truly loving people um and that's that is what Jesus wants us to do (laughs) you know and I'm like if you're not feeling love for me because of my weird judgmental stuff like something's wrong hallelujah (laughs) do you say hallelujah (laughs) Um, I do sometimes. (laughs) I do sometimes, yeah. Praise Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. I haven't seen the next-door neighbors since I learned they were Christian homeschoolers and since I made a new Christian friend in the Bible Belt. During the days, I sit here at my desk while just 40 feet away, the mom next door is guiding her little girls through their scripture-based lessons. I do feel a little more hopeful now and a little less scared. And I'm determined to give my next door neighbor a chance to be the kind of Christian who can open her heart to people like us now that I know they're out there. I just hope that they live next door. I'm Marlo Mack, and this is How to Be a Girl. I'm working with my friends. My amazing editor is Whitney Henry Lester. Your friends? Okay. Really awesome. I want to thank my new friend from the Bible Belt for her courage, her openness, 
and her generosity in talking to me. Okay, she's your friend, your new friend. And letting me share our conversation. I wish there were an army of you. And I wish you all lived in my neighborhood. I'm still mulling over how to approach the next door neighbors. What if, what if I put a pride flag in the front yard to kind of give them a heads up? I'm talking it over with a lot of people. Is that too obvious? And whatever I do. I was thinking I could try and get to know the mom a little better. I plan to take it slow. But not have the girls play together for now. I plan to keep an open mind. What would you do? And I plan to keep on baking them cookies. Well, that's a good idea. That's the update from the suburbs for now. There will be more soon from us when more happens. Because something will. Let's hope it's something good. Until then, take good care. And thank you so much for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.